David Spada is a successful attorney whose dream was to become a sports talk show host. Elliot Harris is a Chicago sports columnist who wanted to expand his media presence. In the next hour, they combine their talents and love of sports and women by interviewing former professional athletes and lovely ladies on sports and torts. But keeping the boys out of trouble isn't always easy because when David and Elliot are together, they have more fun than should be legal. Elliot, I always wonder who you're going to bring in the studio, and whenever I go to your website, ElliotHarris.com, I see someone new. You meet a beautiful woman. I go, I hope he gets her for the show, and you came through again. Well, that's my my task in life, I suppose. Go to a Bulls game, stumble across in Mrs. Illinois 2012, say, hey, we do this show with David Spado. You want to come in and have a good time? And... Here we have Lisa Anderson Sonnenberg, the right. recently crowned Mrs. Illinois. That's right. How can you miss me when I have those diamonds on my head? You can't miss. The, the little, you didn't bring the tiara. <laughs> I, I did. I just realized. Is one of your four children wearing it today? <laughs> yeah, my six-year-old. Okay. I apologize. As long as it's getting some. Yes. Uh, yes. And you have scars to prove that you are I do have a, scars. A this one is covered. It was bleeding. This was baking cookies, sewing on Girl Scout badges, though. So. Okay. And you were the mother of four youngsters? Yes. Four young youngsters. Young, young, young. What are their ages? Seven, six, four, and two on Thursday. Well, happy birthday. Yes, yes. Busy month. So how do you keep the crown away from the girls? Up high. Very up high. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to get an alarm system on it pretty soon. Yeah, my six-year-old. Actually, I got a picture of Scott wearing it the other day. My husband, I should have brought that picture. Your husband, Scott, who (laughs) is employed by the Chicago Bulls as the... Director of Corporate Partnerships, yes. that sounds close? Senior Director of Corporate Partnerships. Got to throw that senior in there. Senior. So that means you get to sit in a suite for all the Bulls games? That's right. He's been there eight eight years, eight seasons. So uh, the attendance has definitely tapered off. <laughs> <laughs> Kids and pregnancies and, yeah. yeah. Well, the Bulls start... have gotten better, though. Yeah, exactly. More enjoyable to watch. And you can start bringing the kids to the game and, you know, the 22,000 will be 22,004. That's right. That's right. So do the kids want to be ball boys or ball girls? You know, we're trying to teach them to appreciate what they are doing there. And um, I think they will. But right now they just see the the awesome dessert car and a lot of energy. (laughs) That's all that they care about A lot of sugar. And Benny. And Benny. Exactly. So, yes, I think they will want to do that as they recognize as they get older. Now, before you were Mrs. Illinois, you were also a bikini competitor? I did. I had done one show last November. Um kind of a bucket list thing I wanted to do, went in, gave them my all, and won first place. Okay. Now you're from Utah. Do they have bikinis in Utah? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. They did, but hard to find, very rare to find. <laughs> you were one of the Utah Utes? I wasn't. You know, I didn't go to Utah or BYU. My husband went to BYU, played basketball at Brigham Young University, and um, we met down there in school. I didn't, I didn't go there, but he, I was in that town. I had graduated from Utah College of Massage Therapy. When did your husband go to BYU? He graduated high school in 96, so he went out there that next fall. Okay. And then he actually had a full-ride scholarship for basketball, um, but only did one year there and then served a mission for our church for two years. And then he actually finished his college degree or his college uh, basketball career at San Jose State University. Long story. Okay. Long, long story. I don't know if you have Better climate. Yeah, exactly. So how did you get into the world of 
bikini competition? Um, I had always enjoyed working out, um, always my passion. And like I said, you know, probably 10 years prior to, before I even got married, I always wanted to do a figure competition. But my coach, Fab. Um, Team Fab, Stacy Boyer. Stacey, she directed me in bikini. She thought maybe I would have a little more success in the bikini than a figure. Um, so I did it. I just wanted to train, push myself in that level. And um, knowing me, I'm very determined. I gave it 150% and uh, followed her instructions and kind of did my own thing. And what? What is it with Stacy? Everybody she's training is winning their first I time know, they compete. Exactly. She is a good coach. She's a good coach, uh, and I think it, she picks good girls. It has nothing to do with bribing officials, right? <laughs> yeah. No, no. I hope not. Not for, not with me. Not my case. It didn't come out cookies, of your walk. I can make them cookies. Okay. I should have bribed them with that. Now, as the mother of four and as a competitor. At the beginning of the week, do you cook a week's worth of food and put it in little plastic containers for everybody? I do for me. I should have brought a picture of my fridge. It's it, My food's all portioned out. I cook it through the week. My kids are still kind of on that macaroni, chicken nugget uh, diet. So, And I make sure they get their balanced diet, the vegetables. But mine is the proportion, so it's ready to go. And throw it in my bag, and I'm prepared for the day, all my six meals. So you let them eat McDonald's. I do. And unfortunately, it used to be once a month tree. I, last week, I think it was five times. <laughs> the car started smelling like McDonald's. That, that's <laughs> the sad. aftermath of the, of the Mrs. Illinois. Exactly. You know? It's like, okay, whatever you guys want. I love just, you exactly. Know. I don't encourage it, but hey, you know what? You do what you got to do to survive. Now, for Mrs. Illinois, Scott got to go on stage as well? He did. In in a bikini? <laughs> yes, Vito. <laughs> in a speed no. no, he got it. He lucked out. He got to be fully covered, and he wasn't wearing a tux, so he looked pretty okay. nice. And and you had on your twelve inch heels. And my twelve inch. I towered him. I'm I'm definitely not six inches taller than him, but that night I was. Okay. How many people were in the competition? I competed for misses. There were eleven of us total, and but there was the miss and junior miss. But okay. with my category, there was so 11. you couldn't have won junior miss. No. no. <laughs> I like to look like I did, but <laughs> yeah, for certificate wouldn't prove. How, how does one get involved in becoming a Mrs. Illinois contestant? Well, you need to submit um, uh, your picture and a bio, and then they will contact you and let you know if you become a semifinalist. So that's all I had to do, in, do initially. Um, and you had to you have to be married for a year, and I believe living in Illinois a year as well. So, you know, I've been here for eight years, married ten and a half, so I, I was fine there. And then they sent me back the semi-finalist form, and I filled out a little more extensive information for that. So a Kardashian wouldn't basically be eligible. <laughs> definitely not. Definitely not. Give her, what, nine more months? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she fell a little short. Exactly. And kids were just – you don't have to have kids to compete? You don't. You don't. But, you know, it just, I think, kind of makes you more well-rounded. You know what, what kids can do to a marriage, you know. And it's obviously not a, a competition on what, the better wife. But, right. you know, I think I was a little more well-rounded knowing 10 years of marriage and four small kids is like. Now, there's a, a bikini portion of that, or a swimsuit, a swimsuit, not a bikini, a swimsuit. I wish bikini, I wish. <laughs> it was just a regular one piece. Exactly. And. Other elements to the competition as well? The interview has 50% of your score, and then swimsuit and evening gown. That makes it your total. And the interview is not done on stage? No, it's a panel of five judges, mean and panel of five judges. So the on-stage question is just fun, kind of a fun get-to-know-you. What was your question? On stage? On stage. What I did for a living. So I was a homemaker of four kids. Pretty easy. That, that's a, yeah. You could nail that one pretty exactly, easy. Exactly, yeah. That's a job? Yeah, it's, it's a <laughs> three-time <laughs> job. 
David won't be able to go home. If no, I tell her that all the time. She gives me the article. If you had to pay me what I do, here it says I'm worth quarter million dollars a year. That's yeah, right. I remember hearing a quote once. Somebody said being a stay-at-home mom is like having three full-time jobs, which is true, I think. Yes. If you had to pay your wife the wages for all the work the she did, yeah. you'd be more broke than you are. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You think the credit card bill's bad. Oh, no. It's a lot of work. Toughest question that they asked you from the panel? What was my toughest question? Um, possibly one of the judges asked my feelings on cosmetic surgeries, and that's always a tough one. You don't want to offend people. So I'd say that probably was my toughest. The other ones were more questions from my bio, so they were easy to answer. You're, you're pretty familiar with yourself? Yeah. yeah. Good. So <laughs> yeah. what was your answer about cosmetic surgery? You know, I, my answer was you need to feel good in your skin. And I think it has to ultimately come down to you. You're going to have critics. You're going to have people that are going to not like your decisions you make if you do any type of, you know, superficial surgeries. So you have to be ready to take on whatever they may throw at you and be confident in your decision and just go from there. What's your feeling on these young girls getting cosmetic surgery when they're under 18? I don't like it. I don't like it at all. Um, you know, it, at the same time, though, I've seen stories where girls maybe had – like too large of a nose, and it was really affecting their self-esteem. I don't know. I'm kind of on the fence with that. I think you want to feel good in your skin, but yet you can become a slippery slope. But you also, you know, you were born the way you were for a reason. It's a tough one. It's a tough one. Well, and then I always wonder, after the surgery, after, okay, let's say it's your nose and you have it sculpted just the way you want it, when those girls look in the mirror, what do they really see? Exactly. Do they see the new person, or do they still see the old see person? The old person, and then maybe pick them themselves apart more. But I think if you if something is bothering you enough, say a nose, and I mean it's really hard, it's affecting your self esteem, and you do get a fix, and you kind of put a limit to it that you know it's all I'm going to do. I'm going to love. I'm going to accept every other part of me, and I'm going to love it. I think that's fine. I think that would be legit. Okay. Now, as Mrs. Illinois, you have a. Um, platform to run on or a cause? I do. My platform and my drive and my uh, my message is depression awareness and mental health. They're, they're both passionate to me. Um, I know from personal experience I've had depression, I've had a postpartum depression, um, anxiety I've kind of dealt with my whole life. And I my message is that be aware of what's going on, get the support you need, and do what you need to do so you can flourish and thrive the best you can. Okay. How difficult is David and I have no idea what postpartum depression is like. We know what it is. Yes. But what's it like dealing with that? You know, it's it's tough. I think for me, what was hard is I had three kids in three years. Um, I know I felt it after my third. Um, your hormones are just your body isn't normal. Your hormones are going all over the place. It's just it's intense. It's crazy. And I think even if you just had one child and you have postpartum depression, it's still it's still intense. It, it's hard. I mean, you have you have your good and bad days and um, yeah, it's hard to explain. It's just tough. It's when did really it hit tough. after the first one, second one, or third? I noticed after my third, and I truly believe it's because that I, my body never fully adjusted after I had my second. I got pregnant with my third when my second was eight months old, so my body didn't recover from the hormone change and balance from pregnancy itself. So, What did your husband say when you had the three in a row? Was he kind of like afraid to answer the phone every year? <laughs> yeah, it was like me when it happened to me. Hi, honey, guess what? <laughs> The second one, I'm like, huh? And then the third time, my wife calls me the third year. She goes, 
I said, no. She goes, yeah. And everybody was laughing. They said, watch out for 2006. Exactly. Well, I remember clearly in the hospital, he had the two girls, and he came to the hospital with me to pick, pick me up. I had been there that 48 hours. I mean, he'd seen the baby before, but he came to pick me up from the hospital 48 hours later, and he has said, good luck. That's all he said. It means good luck because he knew that I, I mean, it was going to be tough with these two girls that were great, but just young ages and then a newborn. And I mean, that it, it, I, the postpartum hadn't really hit me yet at that point at the hospital. Well, it kind of did because I remember I wanted to extend my stay for another week at the hospital because <laughs> they were taking care of my baby and I was just sleeping. Oh, this is good. Exactly. So, um, yeah, he, I mean, he was sweet though. And it was hard. I think, I think having you know, young family is hard on a marriage. And so he had to learn as well what postpartum, you know, depression was like. He was one of five boys. He didn't have sisters. He didn't know what hormones were like. And his mom is, you know, tough as nails. And so he, it was all new to him, seeing this hormones and uh, cranky, irritable wife. And I couldn't tell the difference. <laughs> <laughs> my, my wife went through it after the first one. and Okay. So we had the same thing. It was like, yeah. I said, just smile. It, what are you depressed about? Exactly. That's exactly what Scott would say to me. And, you know, he's come a long way, and I have to give him a lot of credit because he would just say, you know, just smile. You know, you, you ha- your dreams have come true. But that is the, my, also part of my message is that depression and any type of mental illness is not an attitude adjustment. It's not something that you can just say, you know what, I'm going to feel good. I'm going to feel good. And I would get really hard on myself because Scott would say, you've got this great life. What is there to be sad about? Then I'm saying, yeah, you're right. What is wrong with me? So, you know, it was about, you know, about four years ago when I started looking to it. You know, something's not right. I've got to figure out what's going on. And then that's when I discovered all this and it was diagnosed. And But you can't ap- approach depression with rational thought. No, no. You can't say, look around you. Look how wonderful it is. Because yeah. you can look around and say, there's 1% that's really not good. And that's what you tend to fixate on. Definitely. And I, you know, and I just remember thinking, you know, this isn't me. Okay. Yeah, I just had a baby. I understand. But... I don't want my kids seeing, remembering their mom like this. And, and that was what kind of got, was my drive as well is that, you know, I'm not feeling my best. I don't, it's not fair to my husband. It's not fair to my kids. So I need to figure out what's going on. And even the pharmacology of it all, mm-hmm. you can take antidepressants mm-hmm. and they may work wonderful for a while. Then all of a sudden you're back to being depressed and the effectiveness of those drugs don't work. And then maybe they shift you to something else. And it, it's like, even the doctors can't guarantee you that what they're going to give you is going to cure whatever the exactly. problem is. Exactly, and I'm grateful that you touched on that because I don't, I don't, um, I'm not advertising one type of method. I just think you need to find the tools that work for you. Right. My really good friend actually is a social worker, and she doesn't prescribe medication. And but I think everything, everybody's different. Something's going to work different for everybody. If it's talk therapy, you know, there's acupuncture, or if it is pharmaceutical drugs, it, whatever is going to work for you, that's what you need to figure out. Does the exercise help? Absolutely, absolutely. I I work out six days a week, and Scott has learned that, you know what, get out of Lisa's way, she's got to work out. (laughs) Because that, I mean, it is. But I also have learned, too, that your metabolism burns off those endorphins, those feel-good endorphins. And so you do feel good for a while, but it's not, for me, it wasn't the only solution. I had to find other tools and methods that would work for me. But exercising is, is my number one. I have to do it first thing in the morning, and I can't function without it. What's your workout consist of? Uh, weight training and then cardio. So I work out about two hours a day, and I spend an hour doing weights, um, different body parts, and and then an hour of some sort of cardio. Okay. Yeah, and I definitely I take those two hours of the trial center very serious. Watch my kids for two hours. <laughs> I was going to say, you work out. I, if it was me, I would start out by running. Yeah. Away from home. <laughs> think think about coming back and pr- probably end up back there. But yeah. exactly. Yeah, exercise is huge. It is. 
it, and that's why my platform is mental health as well, because I'm not just going to dwell on or just, you know, focus on depression, because um, there's anxiety. Anxiety and depression symptoms overlap a lot, you know, and, and exercising does help with depression, does help with anxiety. But just taking care of yourself mentally. I People ask me all the time, how do you do it with four kids? How do you have the energy to work out? I'll tell you, it's what I eat and working out. I would not be where I'm at today if I didn't take my diet very serious and I didn't work out. I wouldn't be functioning, thriving, flourishing. So... Yeah, taking care of yourself mentally is huge. Do you make your husband work out with you? You know, he being a Division One athlete, he's just genetically awesome. Um, but he, <laughs> not he, fair. I know, I know exactly. He uh, works out probably three days a week, and um, he would like to work out more, but he's busy and he actually has a back um, injury right now. Playing basketball with Scotty Pippen, he was at lunch playing basketball. He came down on his Scott, back. Scotty cheap shot him. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Is that what happened to Derrick Rose? <laughs> I know. Yeah, it was actually it was. But so my husband is trying to follow the same regimen as Derek did. But, but his is pretty bad. My husband's is pretty bad. So he's had to lay low on the workout. But you're the reigning MVP in the uh, Sonnenberg household. That's correct. Household, that's right? correct. But you know, try, Scott tries to put me on my place and say, "At home, you're not Mrs. Illinois. You are, you are my wife." So, yeah. I just throw the, the crown on and say, I don't know what you're talking so about. So you say, okay, let's go out. <laughs> exactly. I'm putting on the crown. We're exactly. going out on the town. Exactly. So are you the Girl Scout man? I'm the not. You know, leader? absolutely not. I have two girls and Girl Scouts, and I was asked if I wanted to. I can't. I couldn't take on. I want to drop you off. I'll support you. I'll go to some of your activities, but yeah, I can't take on that. Spare time is a commodity that does not exist in your does world? does not exist. That gym is kind of my spare time. I can listen to my music, and um, yeah, that's. No other spare time besides that. Okay. Now, can you try to be Mrs. Illinois again, or is it a one-time thing? Um, I believe this is one time. I, I I was talking with a friend, and they made it sound like you could do it again, or possibly move to another state. I, I'm not sure. That, I'm not sure how that works. <laughs> want to get? Want to do all fifty? Exactly. Forum shopping. <laughs> exactly. I'm good with my Mrs. Illinois one time. I thought it's an honor to be able to to be this far. So. So next step would be for you to go out for the lovables. Yeah. In your, because that, that's not time consuming at all. No, no, not at all. Yeah, they, those girls put in a lot of time for sure. So where's nationals at? We don't know. We don't, but we, we do, we have heard the possibly June, July. They were actually set for April 11th. Um, they changed that. We're still waiting on location and time. Hopefully, yeah, June, June, July ish is what they're looking at. Thank you so much for your time. We're getting the signal that we're out of time. All right. Thank you for having me. I appreciate Lisa it. Lisa Sonnenberg. We'll look for you at a Bulls game or around town. That's right. I'll Just somebody wearing a tiara. <laughs> That's right. Thank you. Thank you.